2: Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Naf. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. And today... We're going to talk about *Humane Vitae and the intrinsic evil of contraception. The year was 1968. St. Pope Paul VI issued his prophetic message to the world on the evils and consequences of using artificial means of birth control. He said it would lead to the widespread incidents of abortion and euthanasia. The Holy Father also predicted contraception would lead to an increase of infidelity in marriage. If you haven't read Humani Vitae, I would encourage you to do so and maybe even re-read uh, it again. It is a powerful prophecy from uh, a little more than 50 years ago that I think we'd all agree is being lived out in our world today. Well, we're going to talk about that today here to help us on the journey. Our spiritual director, Father Jeremy Plouffe, is back with us once again. Father Jeremy, a priest in the Diocese of St. Cloud, Minnesota, pastor of three parishes there in the Diocese. Father Jeremy Plouffe, welcome back. Great to have you back on on the program today
1: thanks for having me Chuck it's really good to be back how have you been
2: been well been well you know just kind of dealing with everything that's going on but yeah no doing doing just fine <laughs> and uh, you know and humana and again we're gonna talk about that today as we do every day we'll open up our phone lines inviting you and our listening audience to join us so we, we hope a few of you will do this I remember reading this uh, years ago Father Jeremy and, and I'm going to share parts of it as we move through the hour today but gosh Uh, I was literally blown away at what Paul VI had to say in 1968 about um, where our world was headed. And it's just amazing the words he uh, spoke then. We're going to talk about that today. But to get us started and maybe give us an overview, Humanae Vitae, what is it?
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Chuck. And, and before I even uh, take my first sentence there, I want to echo what you said just a moment ago, encouraging everybody to read it for the first time or reread it if you haven't. It's actually one of the encyclicals that is easier to read. Uh, lots of people kind of get intimidated when they hear that big fancy word, encyclical, and some papal encyclicals are you know, rather challenging to read with complicated ideas, but *Humane Vitae, on human life or on the transmission of human life, It's a remarkably uh, easy read. It's not complicated uh, to to figure out what it's saying. It's not difficult to understand. It's right there. And and if I can start with a story, uh, I remember in seminary, uh, for one of our moral theology classes, we were going to spend some time, some significant amount of time, on humane Vitae. And I remember our professor uh, uh, picked on me at the very beginning of this class, and he asked me in one sentence tell me what *Humane Vitae is about. I thought, how am I supposed to sum up an entire encyclical in one sentence? But I still remember my answer. I think it's a pretty good one. You'll have to let me know what you think, Chuck. In one sentence, uh, I responded to our professor, it's about how the love between husband and wife is supposed to mirror the love of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's, that's like a big, big idea, it's about love. The whole encyclical on the transmission of human life—it's about love. That—that's what Saint Paul VI is, is trying to talk about, and specifically get at that question, as you mentioned, Chuck, about the evil, the intrinsic evil, of artificial contraception. But but before he he just he doesn't just dive into that as if to say like we're against this, we're for something else. That's the end of the story. He, he starts us off by by helping us understand even. Why would we be talking about this? And, and he brings up even from Matthew chapter 7 that, that a good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. And, and so when we're talking about, about contraception, artificial contraception, exactly as you said, Pope Paul VI really could be almost in the line of the ancient prophets of the Old Testament with how accurately he predicts the bad fruit that would come from this bad thing, artificial contraception. So after talking about love and married love, parenthood and procreation, then finally St. Pope Paul VI gets into the immorality of artificial birth control methods, uh, and then following that gets into the bad Mm -hmm. fruit that comes from that.
2: Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director, talking today about Humane Vitae and uh, contraception. Let's open up our phone lines. Toll-free phone number, if you would like to join us into the studio today, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. You can also email us, Inner Life at relevantradio.com. dot com. But um, as we uh, talk about Humane Vitae, have you read it? We'd be curious about that. And has it, in some way, made a difference? In your marriage. And if you took it to heart, I bet it has. We'd love to hear your story. And again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And then Father Jeremy, can you talk a little bit about um, the, the church, uh, the Catholic church has always taught the, that the, uh, the intrinsic evil of artificial contraception and just a little bit of background until I think it was like 1931, the early 1930s, every church in the world every church in the world believed that contraception was an intrinsic evil and then in the early 1930s um it, that changed uh, the uh, anglican church uh, changed its teaching that individual couples could decide for themselves whether to use birth control and that really opened the door and then um right. yeah and then today we're still standing strong and you know the other thing and I don't know if, about the history uh, but the Catholic Church was ready in the 1960s to say yes. It's up to the individual couple, and Paul VI said no. It's not. And here's the teaching.
1: Absolutely, and and it's it's one of those things too, Chuck. That it's it's almost hard to to get back in the mindset of the average person of the average Catholic person in 1968 because, I mean, I, I don't have to remind most of us who either lived through it or studied the history of that time, especially 1968, a very, very difficult year. Uh, all sorts of chaos going on, not just in our country, but around the world. And I think, um, I'm glad that you referenced uh, the Anglicans in 1930 at their their famous Lambeth conference, where they, they opened the door to saying individual couples, uh, as far as they could see, could could choose us if they wanted to. But But to your really important point about the catholic church always standing strong against this you know even long before we get to humane vitae we can rewind uh, to pope pius the eleventh who in that same year that the anglicans started saying it's okay uh, for individual couples to make that choice pope pius the eleventh wrote this this really wonderful encyclical casti canubi in in that same year right at the end of 1930 and there he he talks about and makes explicit explicit mention of the fact that there are people out there in Europe and in North America who are spreading dangerous things about marriage and the marital act, about about all sorts of tragic things that are going on. And he makes references to pamphlets and other things that are being passed out. You have to wonder if he had Margaret Sanger explicitly in mind when he wrote that. So Kosti Canubi, way back in nineteen thirty, already saying, We have to defend marriage and and the indissolubility of it and the purity of, of husband and wife being together. And then even further after that, Pope Pius XII, in the very, very early 1950s, has this really wonderful address to midwives on the nature of their profession. And he also brings up that people are talking and people are moving in this direction of artificial contraception. And he implores midwives to use your profession to help educate people on the intrinsic evil of that. And so absolutely, and then once we get to 1968 and the writing of Humanae Vitae, there really was a sense, even though all of the movement officially of the Church, this Pope Pius twelfth Address to Midwives, Pope Pius eleventh, Costi Canubi, there were all these safeguards in place saying, hey, no, we see what's going on, this is not okay. There still was, exactly as you said, Chuck, this sense that I bet the Catholic Church is going to be okay with this. And then the the profound, strong, and if I may say so, very brave stance of, Mm. of Pope Paul VI saying, absolutely not, this is never going to be okay.
2: Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director talking about Humane Vitae and contraception today. Uh, what's your story? Have you read Humane Vitae, and has it made a difference uh in your marriage? Uh, toll free, if you'd like to join us on the program, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. By the way, uh, Father Jeremy, your answer to the professor, how the love between husband and wife should mirror the love of the Trinity, I would have given you an A on that. By the way, just so you know. <laughs>
1: Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just had to throw
2: that in there. So, but let me. I Well. And again, the prophetic nature of it. And again, I want to just share bits and pieces of humane vitae just to kind of help you and our listening audience know the prophetic nature of what Paul VI had to say when he released uh, this encyclical in 1968. So this is part of it. And uh, uh, this is from humane vitae. They should first consider how easy it will be for many to justify behavior leading to marital infidelity or to gradual gradual weakening in the discipline of morals. And he goes on to say human beings, especially the young, are so susceptible to temptation that they need to be encouraged to keep the moral law. It is wrong to make it easy for them to violate this law. Indeed, it is to be feared that husbands who become accustomed to contraceptive practices will lose respect for their wives. They may come to disregard their wife's psychological and physical equilibrium and use their wives as instruments for serving their own desires. And he goes on to say, consequently, they will no longer view their wives as companions who should be treated with attentiveness and love. And I remember reading that for the first time, Father Jeremy, and I thought, wow. <laughs> I mean, back to, uh, you know, the love of a husband and wife mirroring the love of a trinity. Uh, we put yeah. contraception into our lives, and we really take away the dignity of our wives, don't we?
1: absolutely and and with with those uh quotes you just brought up chuck i I think it's hard to think anything other than what was was pope paul VI somehow peering into the future and just seeing exactly what was coming i mean not just reading the signs of the times but then recognizing that you know when you have a bad tree you're going to have bad fruit as the savior said i think matthew 7 if i recall and and it's 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 one of those things where it's looking back it's, it's hard to say anything other than, you were exactly right, Pope Paul VI. How did you see it so clearly? And, and this is a big part of, of why he takes such a strong stance against it, uh, because of the bad effects. Not only is it bad in itself, right? That, that, that's good enough, you might say, but just when you list off, as you did, the, the bad effects that are definitely coming, He saw we need to do everything we can to stand strongly against this, firmly against this, not just for some moral reason that has no practical effect, but because of these very practical effects. We want to defend marriage. We want to protect husband and wife, and we want to make sure that they're happy. And, And artificial contraception is not the means to that.
2: Yeah, Father Jeremy Plouffe, our spiritual director, let's uh, take a phone call. Lisa, listening in Austin, Texas, thank you for the call. It's nice to have you on the program today.
0: Thank you. Um, my story about Humanae Vitae is not directly about me. I have a very close friend, Beth, who she and her husband, when they uh, got married right at the end of college, um, they were pregnant because they were engaging in marital activity outside of marriage. Um, and she was, I think they had two children at this point and they pretty much thought, okay, we're finished. And she read *Humane Vitae and, um, her husband came home that day and she said, I can't take birth control pills. And he said, well, why? And she said, well, I read this. You need to read this. And she's like, okay. Um, and now, over 30 years later, she is the proud mother of 11 children and one granddaughter. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and she she credits. She's like, yeah, everybody should read *Humanae Vitae*. And so, um,
1: yeah, so that's my story. Lisa, th- th- that's a really, really great story, and, and I think it goes back to that that biblical quote we brought up just a moment ago about a good tree will bear good fruit and a bad tree. Will bear bad fruit, you know. Even even with reading *Humane Vitae*, your friend seems to say, like, look, you know, in in natural means for controlling our family, we're actually going to long for one another all the more. And there's that good fruit that Pope Paul VI was talking about, like when we see uh, one another as as created by Almighty God and and very very much saved by the precious blood of Christ you know, then we will, husband and wife, will long for one another all the more. And we'll get that really, really wonderful fruit that that you're talking about with your friend and, and her husband.
2: Yeah, great story, Lisa. Thanks uh, for joining us. So do we made, need to make the point? Uh, I'm sure, uh, Father Jeremy, somebody listening to today, well, there you go. You know, if we don't um, practice birth control, we're going to have 11 kids. And um, <laughs> it's not true, folks. <laughs> it's not true. And, um, you know, with natural family planning, it's uh, what the church teaches, and uh, yes, there are ways uh, to do that. But but in the end, um, humane Vitae is about giving life, and look at absolutely. Lisa's friend. Wow.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a great story, and I'm glad you brought that up, because there, there's all sorts of very natural means for, for deciding how big is your family going to be which is, as the Church would always say, the right of the parents to decide how big their family is for all sorts of reasons. And, and it's just we're looking for the good fruit, not not the bad fruit.
2: And Father Jeremy, it's interesting. I've heard the stories. In fact, I heard one the other day and I don't know enough about it to repeat it here, but, uh, just the, the Cliff Notes version, uh, husband and wife ready to get a divorce. She's on art- artificial contraception. She decides, uh, not to do that. Husband's ready to walk out and, uh, and then he doesn't. She gets off of contraception and they end up having seven children. But what's yeah? What's interesting to me, and there's been studies to to this effect, that what happens is that when our wives, when it's all natural, when it's God's uh, divine plan, our wives become more attractive. Trust me, and there's a. Well, there's a famous study. They did did some animal studies on monkeys, and they put the female monkeys on contraception. And those monkeys, those female monkeys, became less attractive to the male monkeys, and the male monkeys then turned to other females. Then they put all of the females on contraception. The male monkeys then turned to other males, for their sexual satisfaction. The contraceptives um, altered the natural law of that tribe of monkeys, and it happens to us too, doesn't it?
1: Well, I I apologize for interrupting you just a moment ago, and and I'm not familiar with that specific study, but but I'm familiar with other studies that that are are very similar uh, in in their scope, their range, and, and their results too. Uh, And and I actually remember reading, this was well more than 15 years ago, I was reading in one of these national periodicals, some big magazine, uh, it was a story about an interview between uh, a monsignor, a Catholic priest, and uh, these two people who described themselves as green. And and the whole point of this interview was uh, odd ways or unexpected ways that this Catholic priest, this monsignor, would agree with these two people who, again, describe themselves as green. And one of the ways that was brought up in this magazine article was exactly about uh, contraception, especially with uh, pills that, that the female would ingest. And these, these two people who, again, describe themselves as green said, we don't want to put chemicals in our bodies. We don't want to put anything synthetic that's going to alter the natural uh, things that our body is supposed to do. And the Monsignor was practically banging his head against the wall and saying, that's exactly what we've been saying for decades now. Come on. So it's one of these things of like, yes, exactly. You know, let the body be what it's supposed to be. God designed it and created it to to act in a healthy way. Let it be healthy.
2: We are talking today about *Humane Vitae. Have you read it, and uh, has it in some way made a difference in uh, your marriage? We'd love to hear the story. Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
1: This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com/gospel,
2: or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for joining us. Good to have all of you with us on the program today. I'm Chuck Knaff along with our producer Nick Schmitz. Uh, Jan- Jim Shaper answering your phone calls. Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. Father Jeremy is the uh, pastor of three parishes in the Diocese of St. Cloud, Minnesota, becoming one of our regular contributors here on the program. We're talking today about humane vitae and the intrinsic evil of contraception. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. Toll free number 888-914-9149. Our email address, interlife at relevant But as we uh, talk about humane vitae, have you read it and uh, has it in some way uh, made 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 a difference uh, in your life and uh, in your marriage. Again, toll-free number, 888-914-9149. Real quick programming note, Uh, we want to invite you to join uh, with Catholics across the country later today, today the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, 2 p.m. Central, as we pray a Rosary for America. This moment of unified prayer for our country has been called for by the U.S. bishops, At this time when there is um, so much unrest and uncertainty in our country, Archbishop Jose Gomez, who is uh, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, along with other bishops, priests, and Catholics um, all across the country are going to be praying this virtual rosary. And we hope you can tune in and pray with us, uh, seeking healing and unity for our country, and ask Our Lady on uh, this Her Feast Day to pray for us and help lead us to Jesus. And uh, you can be part of the Rosary for America Again, later today, 2 p.m. Central. Listen on your local relevant radio station or watch online at relevantradio.com and through the relevant radio app. Again, later today, right here on the relevant radio platforms, 2 p.m. Central. Hope you can be part of it. Father Jeremy Plouf is our spiritual director talking about humane vitae and uh, uh, the use of contraception. And I guess maybe my question, Father Jeremy, I mean, we talk about. I mean, there's widespread rejection of Humanae Vitae. Why do you think that is?
1: It's one of those things hard to exactly put your finger on it. Uh, I, the usual culprits that, that people will bring up is uh, you know lust, certainly, and and understandably that that might be where people might point to. And others, just I would say something like like disobedience of like you know I'm going to decide for myself what's going to happen with myself. And I think that's a big part of it. What I, I try to frame it as hubris as opposed to humility, I think, is the fundamental reason why Humane Vitae is largely rejected hubris as opposed to humility. Like, I am an intelligent enough person that I can decide what's right for me, thank you very much, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in my life. And it really harkens back to Genesis, where Adam and Eve, fundamentally, that's what the first sin really kind of comes down to. Like, I'm going to decide for myself what's good and what's evil. And so I I, I try to frame it not so much as a Sixth Commandment thing, which although that's certainly part of it, but even a First Commandment thing, where I, the Lord, am your God, there are no other gods beside me, including yourself. And so that's why I I think it really has a lot to do with us just wanting to decide for ourselves what's good, what's evil, what's going to happen in my life, what's not going to happen in my life, as opposed to in humility, recognizing Almighty God has given us what is good for us. God created and said, this is good, right? But then humanity in hubris oftentimes decides for itself rather than allowing God to decide Hmm. what's good.
2: Yeah, and Father Jeremy, let me share a little bit more of *Humane Vitae with our listeners today. We talk about uh, why is it uh, rejected, and this is what Paul VI says as part of this document. He says it is possible to predict that perhaps not everyone will be able to accept a teaching of this sort easily. After, there, after all, there are so many critical voices broadcast widely by modern means of communication that are contrary to the voice of the church. Therefore, he goes on, it's not surprising that the church finds herself a sign of contradiction, just as uh, Jesus was uh, her founder. But this is no reason, he goes on, for the church to abandon the duty entrusted to her of preaching the whole moral law firmly and humbly, both the natural law and the law of the gospel. And he says, since the church did not make either of these laws, she cannot change them. She can only be their guardian and interpreter. Thus, it would never be right for her to declare as morally permissible that which is truly not so. For what is immoral is by its very nature always opposed to the true good of man and um again just the prophetic nature of this but in the end you know the church is just saying hey this is good for you trust trust uh, the church trust these teachings and um and we've heard one story already but the life that that following the church teaching about contraception literally on so many levels can give life to us
1: absolutely and and i think in, in those quotes that you you brought up chuck i think you see uh, what courage it, it took uh, for Pope Paul VI to, to, to be very strong in this. I mean, there's, there's even more background to Humanae Vitae, where a number of his advisors, and, and it seems even a majority of his advisors, uh, said, don't do this, uh, because it will be contradicted. I mean, I think of, of Simeon uh, speaking with Blessed Mother, a sword will pierce your heart uh, when she uh, presented Christ in the Temple. And I think that that's exactly what the Church has with *Humane Vitae, is, is the secular world will be happy to pierce our heart because we're standing firm on this very, very important issue of morality. And, but, but towards the end of Humanae Vitae, as, as you well know, Chuck, I, I think really wonderfully uh, Pope Paul VI talks specifically not just to priests and bishops, but he brings up scientists, help us out, show this, right? And he brings up nurses and doctors. He encourages them, show people the goodness of this teaching. It's not just this this very stale document that, that has just a textbook morality in it. Pope Paul VI, like from the heart, appeals to everyone from scientists, nurses, doctors, priests, and others to hey, look to this. We're trying to help, and you in your profession as a scientist or as a nurse, as a doctor, a physician, you can do so much good by sharing this teaching with the people that you work with professionally and the people that you help out by your work as a nurse or physician.
2: Yeah, and then part of it is to priest, and let me share uh, this a little bit with everybody. Again, humane Vitae, and this is a section uh, where he addresses the priest, teach spouses the indispensability of prayer instruct them properly so that they may come regularly and with great faith to the sacraments of the Eucharist and of penance, and that they may never become discouraged because of their weakness. And uh, again, I just think that's uh, just another important note for us. We do become discouraged, but again, the power of the sacraments to, to deal with that and, uh, and live what the church is, uh, is teaching us and where she's leading us.
1: Absolutely, and and when you think of, of receiving the Eucharist uh, every weekend, if if not more often than that, really, you know the, the the source and the summit, the thing that gives us the strength and the thing that we run back to when we need more strength, and and I, I'm with you there, Chuck, and I'm really glad that you brought up that section uh, for priests to encourage couples, not just in this teaching specifically, but to make sure they're at prayer as a couple, and and. As a parish priest myself, I've personally been inspired by many homes that I've visited of couples of all ages, young families or older couples, where prayer is, is very important to them You know, in the evening, before meals, and other times, too. And, and you see the good fruit of it every single time in their families and their extended families, their kids and grandkids. You see the fruit of prayer and the fruit of, of humbly accepting morality. Uh, you see the good that comes from it all the time.
2: Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. If you are just joining us, you're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And on the Relevant Radio app, we are coast to coast and around the world. And today, our program on spiritual direction, talking about humane Vitae and uh, the intrinsic evil of contraception. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. And as you think about uh, your journey of faith, uh, Humanae Vitae, have you read it? If you haven't read it, if you have read it, uh, I would encourage you to, to read it again or just read it for the first time. The prophetic nature of this is really extraordinary. But has it in some way made a difference in your marriage? Toll free again if you'd like to join us, 888 914 4.9. And so, Father Jeremy, talk a little bit about uh, our conscience. And, you know, I asked the question, why is there so much rejection of humana Vitae? You know, my answer is it's easier not to follow
1: church teaching. I, I think so. I mean, it, it takes it takes effort. It takes courage uh, uh, and certainly a lot of effort to, to follow the church's teaching. And, and I think even as we look ahead from Paul VI, uh, moving closer to, to contemporary times, you see uh, St. John Paul the Great, or Pope John Paul II, uh, when he wrote Veritatis Splendor, uh, the, the splendor of truth, he spoke to that exact point, Chuck, that, that you're mentioning about. He, he, uh, John Paul II brought up a lot in that document um, from Galatians, Paul, St. Paul writing, do not use your freedom to sin. Right, you know, we can choose freely the easier course as opposed as opposed to the more challenging way. But St. Paul, and, and as echoed by St. John Paul the Great, saying, "Do not use your freedom to sin." And 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 that, I think you're 100% on the mark there, Chuck. With it's it's just easier. And if I can bring up another story. Um, as your producer will tell you, one of the things that, that I really love to do is, is I, I watch sports, whether it's football, hockey, baseball, basketball. I love it all. But I remember several years ago, uh, I was watching one of these sports. I don't recall which one. And uh, the commercial break happened at a timeout in the game. And there there was a commercial for artificial contraception that was very much framed in, in a very pretty-looking suburb with, with a very, very wealthy-looking Neighborhood, And it just kind of hit me like, wow, it's so prevalent here that during a game of, of a professional sport, like here's the advertising right there. It must be just that easy uh, to just choose that as opposed to virtue.
2: Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. We're talking today about Humane Vitae. Have you read it? Uh, We'd love to hear your reaction to that. And has it in some way made a difference in your marriage? I bet it has. We'd love to hear the story. And if you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, We will get to some phone calls, so stay with us, everybody. You'll be up next. We'll pause here for a moment and remind you that you are listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
0: Welcome back to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at Inner Life Show, or email us, relevantradio.com. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
2: Father Jeremy Ploup is our spiritual director. Father Jeremy, a priest in the Diocese of St. Cloud, Minnesota, talking today about humane Vitae and the intrinsic evil of contraception. Phone lines are open If you'd like to join us in the time we have left, 888-914-9149, Humane Vitae. Have you read it, and has it um, in some way made a difference uh, in your marriage? Again, toll-free, 888-914-9149. Just real quick, uh, the election, uh, well, we're less than a month away from the uh, elections, and um, maybe you're a bit unsure of how you should approach all of the issues and candidates. Well, Father Rocky, our executive director here at Relevant Radio, has written a book about using your conscience to make informed and moral choices when voting. Now, don't worry. Father's not going to tell you who to vote for. But he will provide clear, simple-to-understand Catholic teaching. Now, you can get your own copy of this brand-new ebook, Vote Your Conscience. It's absolutely free. And it's a helpful guide to forming your conscience in this election year. All you have to do is go to relevant radio slash vote, sign up on the relevant radio app. You can do that as well. And as soon as you uh, do all of that, your free ebook will be emailed to you immediately. In Vote Your Conscience, uh, Father Rocky gives you valuable information about voting as a Catholic and explains the church teachings that we must understand and consider when choosing how to vote. So, again, get your free copy of Vote Your Conscience. Do it today, relevantradio.com, slash vote, or sign up on the Relevant Radio app, and we encourage you to do that right now. So, Father Jeremy, let's get back to the phones. Thanks for waiting, everyone. Uh, Mark in Philadelphia, you are up first. It's nice to have you on The Inner Life
3: today. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for this, this topic. Um, I've been married for 23 years, my wife and I, uh, just this week, and uh, we celebrate our anniversary. And uh, both of us read *Humanitatis* Vitae in college uh, in our Christian Moral Principles class. And uh, so when we got married, you know, we, we were we were convinced. You know, we, we, we knew that this teaching was the right teaching. It was a beautiful teaching. But what we didn't realize is how much of a, um, how much of a, a yes and not a prohibition Humanity is. It's it's more about a yes. It's a yes to the beauty of God's design, the beauty of God's creation. Um, it it creates an awe of, of of and wonder in how God created, especially the female body. You know, um, with its its natural cycles, with the the, the beauty of, of, of the woman's reproductive system, and 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 just it 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 really lifts up. The, you know, what St. Paul says, you know, that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's such a, such a beautiful teaching. And my wife, um, when, we were, uh, when we were first married, she, she had a lot of physical issues. She was diabetic. She had a lot of metabolic-related disorders, PCOS, and all kinds of things. And, and her OBGYN, you know, she uh, basically said, you know, you're going to have a very hard time conceiving children. Uh, it's going to be a real challenge for you. And we followed natural family planning. We used NAPRO technology, uh, and in doing so, and uh, honoring her cycle, um, we conceived four beautiful children without any issues at all. And 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 her doctors have been like in awe of that, considering everything that was stacked against her from a metabolic standpoint. And I just I just really believe that that humanity is is such a yes. To the awesome and awesomeness and the beauty of God's creation, and I just wanted to share uh, the good news about that. Wow. Mark,
1: thank you so much. It's 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 really really wonderful uh, to have your perspective. And did you say twenty three years? Just this past week? Is that what I heard?
3: Correct. Yes.
1: Well, happy happy anniversary, yeah. if, if I may, from both Chuck and myself. Happy anniversary to you and your wife. That I'm sure it's been 23 wonderful years, and I think you're 100% on the mark with that. It, it's not just a prohibition, and I, and I worry maybe in our conversation we, we kind of leaned in that direction of something, uh, of, of, of saying it's, it's hard work to, to do this, but you're absolutely right. And, and I think of uh, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, who, uh, who wrote in his, his first encyclical, Deus Caritas Est, uh, God is Love, where he talked about agape will purify eros. So eros more like the physical love, but agape like that generous love. I care for you more than I care for myself. I'm going to work for your betterment rather than my own selfish interests. And it sounds like that, that's exactly what Humanae Vitae did for the two of you. And, and what a wonderful thing that you happened to read it at a course in college, Christian uh, Morality or Christian Moral Principles, that I think you started off on the right foot, even with, with, as you might say, the cards stacked against you with the challenges your wife was having. I think your perspective is really, really wonderful. And, and I, I think I, I would even say that that's a great angle to take of this is a big yes to, to a lot of joy, to God's plan for our life. And, and you see, as we said at the top of the hour, the good fruit that comes from it. Thank you so much, Mark, for telling us that story. That's really inspiring to me.
2: Yeah, Mark, I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, congratulations. We need really good, solid couples like you and your wife to live out uh, our faith and then be witnesses to all of us, and we appreciate you joining us on the program today. And Father Jeremy, I really like to humani Vitae more about a yes to God. You know, I'll be honest with you, that's a little bit better than your answer. The love between husband and wife should mirror the love of the Trinity.
1: (laughs) Do I go down to an A minus now, Chuck?
2: No, I'm going to give you the A, but I'm going to give him an A plus.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough.
2: Well, but you know that that is so insightful. This is about a yes to God and really a yes to one another in their in their marriage.
1: Right, and 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 it's it's one of those things that like I want to give myself. Spouses should say I want to give myself to one another, you know, the two become one flesh, as both Old Testament and New Testament together will say, like, let's say yes to marriage, let yes to the common life, and, and yes to just decades of, of marital bliss with, with like, I, I want the best for my spouse. It, it, golly, I think it's really providential that Mark called in, because that, that is a truly touching yeah. story.
2: Yeah, love it, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us, Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. Before I get to uh, another phone call, stay with us, everyone. But can you talk a little bit about this fallacy of of our own conscience making this decision? Because the truth is, our own conscience sometimes is not the conscience of God.
1: Absolutely, and, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, from St. Paul to the Galatians, do not uh, use your freedom to sin. And its it's one of these, as you said, a fallacy that we fall into just thinking like, "Well, I've decided this is right. It's like well our our conscience might not be well formed and and we can all think of personal examples growing up where we got a question wrong on on a test at school or or we had a misunderstanding of the rules in a sport that we played and, and we might have goofed up a uh, part of our game, and it's just our our conscience. Uh, is our guide? That's true, but but we, we need to give our conscience a compass, right? We need to learn what has God designed, how has God designed, and and when we learn, here's what God created us to be. Here's what God created us to do. Then our conscience will be well formed, rather than just my own personal opinion. And and I think that's the difficulty that we see in lots of people in the 21st century, where there isn't a difference between here's what my conscience is saying, and here's just the world as I want it to be. And they might be two very different things. Every Christian, priests included, myself included, we always need to form our conscience again and again based on Scripture, based on what Christ told us, and based on what the Church is teaching. It's these time-tested wisdom, the time-tested wisdom of the Church will be a really good formator for our conscience so we can choose virtue and not just choose what I wanted to do anyway yeah,
2: yeah and then uh, one more point here and then I want to get to a phone call but uh, when we look at um, artificial contraception the pill the side effects I remember seeing a, a presenter one time uh, taking a a box of uh, birth control pills and pulling out the uh, fine print and unfolded and unfolded and unfolded the side effects that might go wrong um, with somebody taking taking it and they they are immense but I'm always reminded you know the side effects only impact the woman, not the guy
1: absolutely and and uh, I think you you hinted at it right there Chuck it's not just the immediate side effects of, of a birth control pill that a woman would take. It's the long-term effects of it. And, and that's where parish priests around the globe see some truly tragic stories of maybe somebody who in the long term decided, wait a minute, I shouldn't be using uh, these, the, these artificial contraception pills. And then it, it takes quite a long time for, for the body to, to re-establish uh, itself a, into a healthy normal. It's, it's very mm. tragic.
2: Yeah. Father Jeremy Plouffe is our spiritual director. Back to the phones. And Jean, listening in Marion, Iowa. Thank you for the call. Thank you for waiting. And welcome to the program.
4: Well, thank you. Um, I'm a convert to the Catholic Church. And I was growing up uh, in the late 60s when um, I heard nothing but negative news about Humani Vitae. And I, you know, thought it was something that the church, everybody in the church, rejected. And um, I married a cradle Catholic, but I think he, he followed that philosophy as well. Um, and early in our marriage, um, we used um, birth control, but uh, it really did, was a, a source of strife. And, and you're right that um, women do feel um, somewhat used, you know, when contraception is used in the marriage.
0: <clears throat>
4: so... Um, So when I really got serious about the Catholic faith, um, I noticed in the bulletin that there was a class being offered for natural family planning. And this was back in the eighties and I already had three children. And um, anyway, so I took the class, my husband reluctantly came along and it just all made perfect sense. It was just, it was just like the light went on and, um, you know, we use that for. Um, um, we've been married 44 years now, so uh, all through our my fertile years, and uh, it has made an incredible difference in our in our marriage. I think it's it is, uh, you know, helps uh, reduce the risk of divorce. It because that aspect of marriage can be, uh, you know, something that couples can fight over and have differences in, in opinion, but this brought us to the same page, and it also um, made us feel more in line with um, the church teaching. What to teach our children? Um, feeling obedient to God, you know. So um, these were it was it was you know excellent. And yes, I did read Humanae Vitae, and um, it it I agree. It's it's a prophetic encyclical uh, because so much of what he predicted has happened and it's even worse Jean, than I think most people expected
0: so
1: Jean I apologize for interrupting that's my story. Just now. thank you for but I, I I apologize I want to say thank you for your story because it's very brave uh, very very brave for you to give this witness this testimony on the air like this thank you so much for sharing your story and congratulations on 44 years of marriage, it's, it's good for you and your husband. That's wonderful. And it's, I, I, I can't highlight this enough. Thank you for your courage just now in, in telling us in telling us this story. And, and I even want to uh, echo what you're saying about that negative press that, that Humane Vitae got and, and even that rejection. Um, I, I remember hearing uh, from all sorts of priests that I'm friends with and that I know that uh, this general sense of when we're working with converts, or, or even in marriage prep, uh, couples getting ready to get married, there is this sense uh, about humane Vitae of, really? I thought you guys got rid of that teaching. I thought that was long ago uh, decided against uh, for whatever reason. Maybe lots of people do reject it. May- maybe priests aren't as brave as you are, Gene, in talking about this and communicating this teaching and the goodness of this teaching. Uh, so I-, I think your, your experience is, is not weird. I think it's, it's very common. What's uncommon is is your bravery and your courage and being able to speak out uh, as you did just now. Thank you very, very much for explaining to us your your story.
2: Yeah, thank you, Gene. Nice to have you on the program. And uh, we won't be able to get to the rest of our phone calls, unfortunately, but in the minute we have uh, left, uh, Father Jeremy, uh, because when you look at the statistics and people who are really trying to live out this uh, Humanae Vitae and practicing natural family planning, the divorce rate is virtually non-existent
1: right and 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 that's where we see a a real flowering actually in there's lots and lots of of methods of of natural family planning that are out there There, there's not just a one-size-fits-all there's lots of ways to have natural family planning and you see time and time again with just all sorts of beautiful stories even that first story we, we had call in lisa of just like you know the, the couples are are happier they they love each other more they long for each other all the more, and, and that's something that that's that the church is like look we've got good fruit coming from this tree, the Bible tells us Christ's own mouth tells us if there is good fruit this is a good tree, you know and if there's a bat and when we see you know higher divorce rates of, of, of couples that are contracepting, and, and all sorts of uh, other ugly things that can happen in marriage too when couples are contracepting. The church sees, like, look, it, it's not just us making up stuff out of the blue. We see concretely bad fruit coming from contraception, and we want to avoid that.
2: Yeah. And if you haven't read *Humane Vitae, I would encourage you to read it. If you have read it, I would encourage you to read it again. It is really very, very prophetic. Father Jeremy Plouffe, we have to wrap things up. As you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners.
1: May Mary, the mother of God and the mother of the Church, always be near to you and pray for you and your family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Lady of the Rosary,
2: pray Pray for for us. us. Father Jeremy Plouffe, a pleasure to have you on the program, Great Insights. For all of us uh, on Humane Vitae today, thanks for joining us. Thanks to all of you for taking time to be part of the program. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass. Don't forget, uh, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Kale Clark. We are
1: back again tomorrow. Hope to see you then.